So this is Vomiting Rainbows, episode number 63, a darker news podcast with my co-host, Black the Ripper, what? who I tell stories to that he knows nothing about. Then he violates them and turns them into a beautiful rainbow. You know, Doug, I consider what we do to be a public service. It is. And I know public you service. do too. I and yeah. I appreciate. I'm sure that everyone appreciates it, especially because yeah. I have been really lacking on the public service recently. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was really happy to do this episode because I kind of fell into a little bit of a slump. So I think this is good to get out of that slump. You know, kind of the quarantine kind of rigmarole that we get into i know exactly what you're talking about one day melts into the next in this world yeah and you just very don't feel different. real inspired to do anything yeah it can and be very disheartening it can be disheartening um so let's go straight into something that i think you might know something about you might know you've known somebody who has done maybe methamphetamines and maybe done something crazy <laughs> maybe yeah i've known whole states full of people who've done that hey wait a minute maybe i should turn the light on here i think we'll look a little more pro if i'm not okay. in the shadows Doug. are you ready yeah okay oh boy there you go okay do you feel do you feel less shadowy yes <laughs> so so you know someone, what's like a story of someone that you know who's done some crazy ass meth thing? Have you ever had that happen? Like, <laughs> you, you know, hung out with time, wild kids. Every time I did meth, uh, I, oh. I, <laughs> every time that I would do it, I would feel really great, you know, and I would have all these ideas and it would be like, wow, this is, this is great, you know? And then like clockwork every time i'd wind up you know getting pneumonia or getting the flu or getting something it was like there was something in that stuff that just lowered my defenses to like it would wipe me out every time really I just couldn't do it i found it really potent but i had a lot of friends that did it all the time and yeah like i lived with some speed freaks one of them in particular you know would, would sort of hear stuff from the from the uh uh radiator Oh, he good. sort of, you know, because because radiators will make those kind of sounds of air escaping and yeah. stuff. And he would start tripping out on it and looking at it. And after a while, he'd, he'd be like, I don't know what they're saying to me, man, but I'm sick of it. You know, and he'd get he'd get all agitated. You know, he would he was the kind of guy who would get really agitated in his mind thinking about something. So then when you said something completely neutral to him, like, hey, how's it going? He'd get real angry. Right. He was all worked up about about whatever he was thinking about, you know, and the radiator. He heard voices in the in the radiator, right? So Perfect. at one point, he had had this really difficult time. This is when he first came to, to, to live with me. And I went, I helped him out with his, he had a couple court dates. And then, you know, he was, he was going to come stay with me. Well, I didn't have a room for him and he didn't really have any money. So we just had him sleeping in the hallway. Right. And, you know, he was outside my friend... Uh, my friend Danny's room. He was known as Marky Decide in the Dwarves. And he, you know, he brought a girl back there and they were making out, I guess, you know. And, and the next day, my friend who was the speed freak was looking at, at Danny really strangely, you know, like, hey, man, what was all that about last night? And Danny's like, what do you mean? And he's like, with, with that girl, you know. And he's like, well, you know, I, I like her. We went back to the house. I, what are you talking about exactly? He's like, 
man, what was all that stuff about Waco? What was all that stuff that you were talking about, about the fire, you know, and how it was all going to come and consume us? And he's like, yeah, that didn't have anything to do with it, man. I don't know what you're talking about. You must have kind of been imagining that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, well, so he kind of combined the sounds of them making love with his kind of fantasy of an apocalyptic, like Waco like event. Right. And, and, and he had, he had conflated the two in his mind. It was really tearing him up. And the next day, you know, you had to, you had to ask my friend about it. I was like, what's, what was that stuff where you were talking about, you know, the fire and, and you know, the, the coming storm and the, and he was just like, what, what are you talking about, man? Well, um, there's this guy, William uh, Bradley, who's 54 who decide to uh, do a meth binge, which you know is always good because like if you're doing meth, like a small amount of meth, you can't hit the level of crazy that you need to. So what you do is really do a meth binge and then you can just go real crazy. Um, <laughs> and he was in the middle of this meth binge when he was approached by uh, police officers. This is all in Salt Lake City in an apartment complex. And they were called there because of a stolen golf cart. Um, William was driving the golf cart and uh, hard to do a successful getaway in the stolen golf cart. You know, it's a very Seinfeld kind of thing when you're, you're trying to outrun the cops, you know, and, and you're, you're yeah, feeling and, all OJ in your golf cart. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like a, it's not like going to be a high speed chase anywhere, but the other right. thing is they noticed that he had several contusions on him and they asked him what had occurred. And he said that he had killed the Terminator. So I think that's, that's fair. Someone's like, got to do it. Yeah. Like for our listeners who may not know who that is, that's a 1984 movie uh, in which stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and so they detained this Terminator Terminator dude um, and decided to search his apartment, which wasn't too far away. He where, should be hunting newer dangerous things. I mean, there've been a lot of dangerous movies since then. Why oh, yeah. is he still going after the Terminator when he could be going after, you know, the Transformers or whatever? He could or be going alien. after alien. alien. He could be going after something brand new. You know right. what I mean? Um, so Jason's still out there, as far as I know. That's true. He's yeah. like been like seven of those. Still yeah, haven't he gotten could, it. He could switch genres and try and hunt. Freddy Krueger. Right. Krueger running wild. Um, so they they detained him. And they went to his apartment where they found um, Robert Carter, who was beaten to death, completely destroyed, uh, who was 58. Um, and apparently Bradley had killed him with his bare hands, like beat him to death just full force with his hands, um, which I think meth would help you do. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have to give somebody points for that, you know, and I hate to be that way, but you know, if you're going to kill someone and you're going to go all the way. Yeah. It just seems like, you know, shooting them with a gun. That's a cop. It's just, yeah, it's not quite as samurai way. as it could be. You know what I mean? I mean, even uh, uh, if you're going to have a weapon, something that's right on you just seems a lot more, uh, uh, I don't know, there's something more warrior-like about it, I guess. I don't know. Right. So the your two bare hands, I mean, that, you know, that that's really a commitment that's how people used to fight i mean that was it that's it so the two guys didn't even know each other uh they didn't they they still have a mystery of how he was lured to the apartment 
um, but they do believe that Carter was homeless. Um, mm. and <laughs> it's not hard to lure them places. No, you know, because because where they're at isn't that great. No, you know, not so at they, all. Yeah, especially if he was doing meth, they might have shared some sort of meth affiliation. Right. Um, but Bradley, I'm still in shadows here. I'm so sorry, Doug. I, this that's all right. Very unprofessional of me, but I have to confess to our audience. You know, I've been smoking dope all day. I'm half retarded at this point. Perfect. And anything I say can and will be used against me. Well, you know, it's totally legal here, so you're fine. Yeah, no, I haven't done anything illegal today. And even that kind of upsets me. It's, it's <laughs> like I'm being lazy. You do you know? want a golf cart? Do you do you need to like, <laughs> you need to get out there? Um, so, so Bradley uh, racked up five counts of assault from being detained to making it to a hospital where he was then sedated. Um, he attacked officers after being removed from handcuffs and medical personnel um, who were trying to help him with his injuries that he had sustained during the attack on Carter. So he is facing so much for his little joyride and murder spree that he was on. Uh, they have not really determined how much time that, and what the crimes are that he will face because they don't really know how he did all of the things that he, like luring this person in, was it under false pretense, any of those things. So it's going to be a little bit more on this probably coming up, but I thought it was a nice, solid holiday start. <laughs> um and I think the next thing that we should go to is our second story, which is about Keith Lawrence Middlebrook, who is an actor I have never heard of. Um, but he was in movie movies like Moneyball, Iron Man 3, and Thor. And he's like kind of a bulky... I saw one of those. Yeah. I'll so leave it to you which to one? figure out which one. <laughs> I, didn't like, I didn't like it, but I saw it. I feel like Iron Man would be the most acceptable out of all of those. You know, Iron Man seems to be about the best of that whole superhero ilk, you know? I'm not a huge fan of it. I read the comic books when I was a kid. You know what I mean? But I like Robert Downey Jr., so... But Downey Jr. is pretty great, and I like the way they kind of skirt the whole military-industrial complex thing in the Iron Man one, you know? Right. They make him kind of a tortured figure, and, it, and it's sort of interesting. So he's like a bulky, so this guy is like a bulky muscle man. He's like, I think he only played more like background roles, but okay. um, uh, unlike Dolph Lundgren, who really is a genius. And if you didn't know this, uh, Dolph Lundgren played in Ro uh, Rocky. He was the Russian foe. He is also a Fulbright, Fulbright scholar. He has a master's in chemical engineering and attended MIT. So he's a rock star. Middlebrook, on the other hand, is a con man who tried to say that he developed a COVID treatment um, with the help from investment from Magic Johnson. So, wow. So did Magic Johnson get hoodwinked or was he just using Magic Johnson's name? He was just using Ma Magic Johnson has no idea who this guy is. Uh-huh. So, um, he made these claims on social media where he has 2.5 million followers. So this guy really had like quite a following. Um, and apparently wow. what he was doing was assist, uh, soliciting investors for a company called Quantum Prevention, 
Um, and this comp company apparently had a patent pending treatment called Quantum Cure CV 2020 or QC 2020. Okay. So undercover agents approached him as investors and they were told um, he would let them test the cure two to three days after investing. And then they would be given shares in uh, quantum prevention and return. Um, one of the text message allegedly wrote, uh, I have developed a cure for coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, it's a LA patient assisted, um, a, a patient, LA patient was tested positive for coronavirus, took my cure, got up and walked up 51, 51 hours after his first injection. So, I mean, mm -hmm. quite a cure. Yeah. He said, investors who come in on the ground level will get 1 million and will parachute out with 200 to 300 as a conservative min minimum. Okay. So pretty much the end of the story. Middlebrook is uh, charged with uh, one count of attempted wire fraud, um, a felony offense that carries a maximum of 20 years um, with in a federal penitentiary. So this guy just full on used his celebrity following Wow. Blew them out with like telling them that he had a COVID cure. And I think, you know, with wow. our current with our current president and leader, you know, spinning like all these bleach theories and all of this, he felt like it was totally fine to come out with his own COVID cure. Listen, I swallowed the bleach and I haven't gotten it. So, uh, you know, I can't I, complain. I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah. I have been I have been shining uh, sunshine on the inside of me, and right. while it burns sunshine. a little bit, it's it's been good in general. I also have not gotten it, so because it's not what's outside a person, but what's inside them that counts. I think exactly we all know that. Yeah, exactly. You know, man, I it, this is interesting to me when people like. Uh, uh, you know, you'll see this always after a hurricane or after, you know, uh, when Elian Gonzalez, the, the boy, little boy oh, right. on the raft from Cuba. I mean, anytime something happens, right, there'll, there'll be this huge influx of money toward it. Right. And it's, it's just a perfect place for, for con men and con women. Let's not right. discriminate against them to uh, uh, get in there and, and make a killing. And I just wonder it, it, does that just come with the territory? Like the people who get fleeced that way, I mean, don't if they never find out, don't they just have the same feeling of goodwill like they helped? Right. They feel like they you know did what I something. Mean? I mean, it's it's almost like it, 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 how on the scale of horrible things to do, how horrible is, is it to jump in right when there's been a tragedy? You know, like after Katrina, there was a lot of this. Right. People, people, you know, it, it, raising money that people thought was going to the people of New Orleans. And, you know, it was just con artists. Well, it's the same thing with uh, Trump did that whole like fundraising thing for like at the start of his campaign. And they like raised for this pack where all of his buddies spent all of that money that was raised for like a huge vacation. And then they all got busted for that as well. <laughs> And I think he just today he pardoned them all, so it's it's fine. <laughs> um, so we are we are a banana republic, you know. And this uh, the aftermath of this election 
is reminding people of that. You know, I was saying, you know, yeah, man, it's, it's full on dirty politics, banana republic, fascism, call it whatever you want, you know, and, and we're seeing it play out. I mean, dude, it, it and it's kind of funny because if dude wasn't so incompetent, you know, it, it really seems like it would have been possible. Right. All these things that aren't really safeguards and aren't really laws and they're just kind of customs and just kind of what people have done because we're, you know, we're used to having a democracy. We see when somebody comes along, and doesn't give a fuck. Right. But yeah. I mean, getting back to the con man guy, I mean, is it is that the worst thing that you can do is like prey on whatever the new tragedy is? Or are you just giving giving people what they want? You know, they want to be beacons well, the, of hope, you know, well, and, and feel good about it. I mean, the, the bad scenario would be if he had started giving people whatever he had made. And then they right. thought they were going to be okay. That would be that would be a real tragedy, right? Yeah, but it, it seems like he didn't really con any. No one really jumped on board for this. So right. it's it sounds like he really uh, they got him early. I think his his uh, incredibly dumb move was trying to solicit two two point five million people over the internet because yeah. one of them was going to be like hmm, maybe we should <laughs> talk to the fbi about this <laughs> wow right that's incredible i mean it's it's almost like hydroxychloroquine but not quite the same um but did we ever I'm, determine whether that works or not or is the jury no, still it, out right, or is like, it or is it definitely doesn't or what's the what it what, did they, for, what did they wind up saying on this? It, it worked for the owners of hydroxychloroquine. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> but not, not for anyone else, no. Yeah, you could you could stain your deck with it, too. Exactly. You could, it works any way you want. Yeah. Anything you want to do. Yeah. Um, so on our final story of 2020. Um, great year. Great, great year. Great year. And I think this is going to completely just quantify the year and like a perfect, like wrap it up in a little bow. It's going to be mm. perfect. So uh, Rutledge uh, Deus the fourth as a 29 year old Louisiana man who was using the internet to solicit uh, help for his 19 year old special needs brother who needed uh, various care. Um, uh, the biggest care that the biggest requirement was changing his diapers. So Definitely special needs. Um, You're going to have to count me out. Okay. You know um, what I mean? Like, as much as I might have compassion for this cat, I'm not changing those diapers, Doug. I'm not right. doing it. So, yeah. so this healthcare work. I mean, he, could, uh, he could wallow in filth. For all was, you care. If I was running things, he'd be wallowing in filth. Right. It's over. You'll change a litter box, but not fucking diapers. That's right. Right. I got you. <laughs> you'll, you'll root around in sand for poo. But if it comes in a diaper that you can throw away, you're out. So, so uh, a healthcare worker uh, found out that Deus was actually the brother named Corey. Um, and Corey would get aroused when his diaper was being changed. So apparently multiple caretakers had 
been used and did not realize that they Diaper were merely with a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, they did not realize that that uh, Deus was conning them in to be part of his like ruse for his uh, his fetish. Yeah, so he was using this like perverse ruse of having like a mentally ill brother who needed special care um instead of just saying like i'm a i have a kink wow (laughs) that's great so that was probably part of the kink for him was that people didn't know you know like he was surprising them that was probably part of the thrill you know it's like that the bill cosby side of it right right well and many of the like many of the workers had no idea so they were just like taking care of this guy and they thought that he was special needs so he was he was special <laughs> he, needs your need needs don't get much more specialized than that right yeah i mean yeah. that would just bum me out so much if that was what i needed to get off i mean it, it it's it, it's funny because you know where do you draw the line with that stuff like it seems like the more vanilla you are the safer everything is right right but who wants to be that But then it's like, I certainly don't want to go the other direction and be like, okay, you know, here's what I need you to do. Right. Here's your, here's your costume. You know, this is what we do and this is how long it takes. And then this is what you need to call me. And this, you know, like after a while, it it kind of seems like I'm putting on a school play. Right. Instead of fucking, you know, it's like, Hey, can we, can we, can we do this? You know? Yeah. Without a diaper. Or, or when no diaper needs. required. Uh, yeah, one of his one of his victims, uh, an unnamed woman uh, who provided care for Corey on ten separate occasions, said she realized uh, she did that ten times before realizing what was going on. And then as soon as she realized what was gone, she re- going on, she reported it uh, Deus to the police. And one of his caretakers said. I used to believe almost everyone in the world was inherently good. In this case, I was very, very wrong. (laughs) So these people, like there were many caretakers before the the woman who reported him who had no idea that this was anything abnormal. So they just thought they were taking care of a special needs person. So they- And see, this is the kind of question I ask. Suppose you were that person who went through that. And uh-huh. suppose you even in your mind, you know, at the time, remark to yourself, wow, the person's having an orgasm. This is kind of weird. But you never really associated it with like it was somebody having a kink. And then special you, went, you know, like, it could be just a woman in the room or I, who knows. Right. But I'm saying. you, It only bothers you in retrospect when you find out that you've been had by a right. pervert. But it really doesn't bother you when you're like, okay, you know, this is just the terms of my job, this poor right. person. The, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it's all just your attitude about it, you right. know? Because if I found that out, I would be murderous with rage and I would want to, you know, get even with the person. It'd be the first thing I'd be right. thinking, like, God damn you, man. And, you know, <laughs> it really would get bad. But, you know, it, 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 when you really think about it, <laughs> You know, he found a way to please himself and he's paying for the privilege and the person doing it, if they never hear about it, you know, can be pretty like, wow, you know, I'm really doing a great service, you know, well, I don't know. 
and it's as close to a victimless crime as we get, right? Well, he was arrested at home without incident, but um, he even was, in his pants. <laughs> hopefully, he was not in diapers, but um, he was he was charged with ten counts of sexual battery, uh, ten counts of human trafficking. Um, uh, now, see, that's ridiculous. What what does that mean? Why is it human trafficking? It's uh, like labor issues, and then uh, and they put that in parentheses and it then kind of cheapens the concept of human trafficking you know and, and one count of possession of a, a dangerous controlled substance which is drugs um but which brings me to you doug this right. is why i tolerate you but his lawyer said that uh he suffered from issues from obviously substance abuse poor mental health and sexual trauma that he experienced as a child the court took pity on him and gave him 400 hours of community service. Um, and he does have to register as a sex offender. So, wow, yeah, dude, there's, there's enough kink people out there that you don't have to drag healthcare workers into it. Like just, you can find like, yeah, you know, I would say that's not a, a, a stringent enough penalty. I would be my argument. Uh, -huh. I, I I would say you should have to do a little bit of time for that. Yeah, I, I I don't know if you he know. needs to if, if he has mental health issues. I don't think he needs to do time because he'll only come out worse. You know, but fair enough. But it, but you know, to me, it's kind of about do we value our workers at all? You know, I mean, the fact well, I that think, work because working for workers, a living is hard enough, and then you got to go through that. It's like okay, dude. You know, sexual battery. I mean, that's pretty serious. I never heard of just do, like I did community service because I had some mushrooms when I was a teenager, you know, I mean. But I think like, they, I think they took pity, uh, like even the healthcare workers took pity on him for his depravity and like the way he went about it. Like in the future, just, you're in Louisiana, dude. Hire, there are hookers everywhere. You can find them. Right. So and I'm sure they would do what. If you want to be in diapers, they can they can work on it. <laughs> Do you find that women are pretty understanding of your special needs, Doug? Yeah, always always understanding of my special needs. <laughs> and I, I, I'm pleased with with the treatment I've gotten. Thank you. I'm glad. I think I I think what we've learned out of out of this episode is uh, don't do meth and then try and kill the Terminator. Right. Uh, don't be a star con man and make COVID cures. That's pretty low. Yeah. And then, you know, don't try and like drag health care workers into your kink unless they're yeah. into it. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's Nurse Jackie, then have at it. Yeah. Um, but we want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, we always welcome your comments and ideas. Contact us at contact at vomitingrainbows.com. Or find us on all social media as under uh, We Vomit Rainbows. We're on iTunes or whatever else that you listen to. Uh, rate us and please help us grow. Um, and always, always go to thedwarves.com and listen. Check in on some of Blag's new items that are always you know out there. Like. Legends. Um, yeah. And uh, your new stuff coming up, which I'm excited to see the publish with Mickey Avalon. Mm -hmm. Mickey Avalon, Hustler Hall of Fame. 
you you uh i got the joy of hanging out with you and mickey which was just awesome we're gonna uh, give away a free track on christmas just yeah, for the hell of it. it just to say we love you <laughs> that's awesome so and and will that be on the dwarves or um it'll you know yeah like i'll i guess i'll put it up on our youtube page or something and we'll 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 have the song there and i'll put it on our band camp page and you i'll just set it for free and you can just grab it and there's not a lot you're doing right now and under the like holiday guide so uh one of the great things that blag has is a bunch of books that you can read and go through and they're all on dwarves as well rock legend up in here Excellent. buy your records read your books chew the bubble gum exactly. get the skate deck get the get the get the fuzzy dice and bongos the official dwarves merch and that's that's it for us so have a happy holidays and we'll see you in 2021 bless you <laughs>